Uh, this is Anna Valenzuela, and we're just uh, talking about uh, roommate cats. Roommate cats. Roommate cats. I lived with a real bad cat in Chicago. She was just not cute and not nice. And oh, no. I wanted to get rid of her, but then I couldn't because it was not my house. See, sandwiches has his moments. Sandwiches. He's like so sweet oh, and cuddle. then he decides he's gonna try to rip your arm off yes oh man i have like uh my boyfriend he was like oh what's this on your foot and I was, he, it's a scratch and i was like uh probably the cat and he was like that's a deep scratch it's like doesn't hurt i like have like one on my hand yeah. too like he just has sharp ass claws you're gonna get that cat scratch that's fever funny. i should oh. i actually used to because i'm really good at clipping cat nails for yeah. some reason it's like my superpower <laughs> And I used to clip his nails all the time. So just remind Kristen, she'll like, she'll but, do it. Yeah. But she was so funny. Cause he like struggles for her and I would just mm-hmm. like pick him up and like clip and his nails it. and he'd be like, fine. Like, struggle. <laughs> he struggle for me sometimes, but like I have a real like boss ass bitch. Yeah. You're when like, I'm again, it. you're the butch. <laughs> I'm you're the like butch. truly the butch. <laughs> I'm like, Get over here. Get over here, bud. <laughs> we're going to build, we're going to stay in a deck next. Exactly. Like, like, <laughs> It's like, I don't know why a cat like has a little yeah. paintbrush, but it's pretty cute. I think yeah. that would be actually adorable right? if he was painting a dike. Who how would you like to identify yourself Me? onto this podcast? Uh, yeah. Hello, my name is Sarah. I'm a comedian. You're and a comedian. Little nightmare boy. I make men mad on Twitter. How that's what we do, right? And that's it. I, that's that's all it's the only thing I want to do. You engage with people on Twitter? I do. Sometimes. Yeah. I basically my response is sure bro whatever no I, I, I just get really dismissive i'm super fucking mean to whoever like is <laughs> shitty to me like i i had a tweet like blow up this year and like people were trying to like tag my tweet and like make their own little jokes to be like oh how about this and i was like you guys can go fuck yourselves like yeah. to, like i learned in that like 24 hour period or week period that like i'm not gracious about shit like that like i'm just like get away from me never talk to me again yeah, Go away. You I'm just a dick. Yeah, I mean, I guess in the, the vacuum that is, it is Twitter, a vacuum. you know yeah. what I mean? Like, And there are some people that will come after you mm-hmm. or like try to troll you. I'm so bad yeah. at tr- Twitter, I'm almost impossible to troll <laughs> because I'm just like, what? Like, <laughs> What is this? What is this? Quote tweeting, I don't get it. I don't get yeah, it at all. Like, like it. I just kind of go like, what? And mm-hmm. then kind of yeah. move on. Occasionally, yeah. I see something and I'll be like, no, mm-hmm. that's... That's nice, but right. like I'm not great at social media. Where I used to get like go kind of buck wild was Facebook. Yeah, we talk about social media on this podcast a lot. A lot. It is oh, it such is a source of anxiety and pain. So for yeah, so true, so true, so true. Like yeah. I went to Syracuse over Thanksgiving, and I was just like not on my phone for most of it, and it was partly Yay. because I was like with my friend and her family and her kid, who yeah. was the most adorable kid ever, and like her other best friend and. Like, I was just so happy. And I think partly it was just like being around people I love. And then a lot of it was also like not engaging. Yeah. You know, like me being and her. the moment. We're like looking at Twitter and being like, everything on Twitter is bad. And then just like, and then just put our phones down and like watch something. Yeah. Or like talk shit or like hang out with her kid, you know, like yeah. dress up his like Pokemon character or whatever. Aww. Like it was just so much, I don't know. It was just so much easier. Yeah, it's really, it's yeah. really easy. I remember this is going to date me, but when I first moved to LA, it was like 2005. I didn't even have a cell phone. My parent, my friends were like, you need to get a cell phone. 
in order just in case you get a flat tire you end up in a bad neighborhood yeah and i was like okay and now the thought of not having my cell phone on me i'm like how will i survive yeah it's insane it's almost like more like you need a cell phone than a wallet because like you can like buy things with apple pay or like venmo someone like it's it is like a source of anxiety for sure it's pretty crazy it's wild i don't yeah so let's get into this let's do like, it we're kind of talking on the car on the way over because i gave you the wrong address like yeah real it's fun podcast <laughs> so i was like oh i better go get you <laughs> <laughs> i was like i'll walk up a hill i don't care no it was like a full mile away <laughs> and for some reason that mile between east hollywood and koreatown is the longest mile in the history it's like burt reynolds long <laughs> it's so long it's so long. the green mile the green mile it's so long so i was like no we're not doing okay that. fair we're enough thank you you for picking me up. I really appreciate you it. Don't I have s- to thank me. I fucked up. <laughs> thank you for putting up with me. So, of course. we were talking about on the way over just like, you know, um one of the things about this podcast is one does not have to be a sober person sure. or a clean person to like experience this stuff. Yeah. Like, how do you experience surrender in your life? Surrender. That is like such Oh, that is a hard that like hit me weird. Um, well, I mean, I was like, I'll probably just like, just talk about it. Uh, I feel like I had like a manic episode in 2015. It was like the only one that I've ever really had or can notice that I've had. And surrendering to that was really hard. Um, And really more like about a year later, I like surrendered to like the diagnosis of like having bipolar disorder. Cause I was like still kind of manic when the guy was like, yeah, you have bipolar disorder. I was like, no, fuck you, whatever. And then I moved to Chicago and then about a year, year and a half later, like I went to a psychiatrist and she was like, no, 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 no. Like, that's like the thing that that's you <laughs> like, like bipolar disorder is weird. Cause it's like, you can have depression. You can just straight up have depression. But if you have a manic episode, like you're done, like, yeah, you know, or that's my understanding of it. I'm not a doctor, everyone. Uh, but <laughs> it was, you'd be like comedian. Doctor, Doctor. <laughs> scholar, scholar, U.S. senator, <laughs> wearer of fantastic scarves. Thank you. I got this at a thrift store. Go to the thrift store. They have a lot of like good scarves. Yeah, I have many. I have too many. Um, <laughs> truly, uh, yeah. So I feel like surrendering to that was really hard, and I feel like sometimes I get incredibly we were talking about anxiety and I feel like I after my manic episode I would do things out of anxiety that weren't necessarily productive like something I did when I was manic was like I would just use a planner so much and I still have it and everything that's in it for like May of 2015 is insane nonsense because it was just like my thoughts weren't connected to each other and for like a year like for up until like this year, I didn't use a planner again because I was like nervous about it. And so like, I just had to like figure out how to like be like, no, these things are good for me. Being organized is good for me. You'll, you'll figure out when it stops being good for you. So like, I guess surrendering to like fighting back, I guess, like from my anxiety was like kind of a, point of surrender i guess yeah in a way it was uh, neuroticism for my neuroticism because i let that control a lot of yeah my shit around that that sounds what a fascinating so do you still have that planner oh that i do has- i can show you that it's Whoa. at home yeah it's fucked up like it just has like all this 
nightmare stuff like on the the corner it's just like this weird rainbow feather drawing i made and just like you can flip <laughs> through it it's like it'll be nothing and then i'll just say somebody's name and then it's like uh, what do i do there's no time like that i'm supposed to meet with that person there's no, nothing i was like drawing uh, plans on a mirror that was on my desk like my like boyfriend quote unquote at the time was like you are like a beautiful minding you, we gotta go like I like fully thought I had a staph infection I still don't know what a staph infection is like oh. just like I just it was just bonkers it was really scary wow and I couldn't even recognize that it was scary because everything like all my thoughts were like justified to myself yeah you know what I mean so yeah. it was like if I I felt like oh if I'm like gonna go down this path like what if it like triggers something or what if it gets out of control which is like not in my control you know it's right. just something that's not in my control anyway right. yeah except for like sleeping and eating well thank you for sharing that because I oh, think sure. a lot of people I know for myself even with like my anxiety and stuff I'm like you know, I've been programmed for a while. Mm -hmm. I've been doing therapy, this, that, and the other thing. Yeah. And so the idea that I would have to, you know, seek outside help and it, it's, and I do have an appointment to like talk to my, my therapist did the funniest thing. She was like, we're going to try two ap approaches. I'm going to recommend you to a Reiki therapist, which is like <laughs> the most LA shit. Just the most, the really. most, I am becoming one of those <laughs> LA women, women who's just like, I'm just like so in line with the universe right now. Look like, at my beads. I'm literally wearing yeah, beads. I know, like, that's it's why. like, so it's, <laughs> so it's so insane like it's so say it's so silly and um and like then she also is like and also we're gonna make an appointment with like the uh psychiatrist just to see just if just to check explore your options and there's such there's so much shame mm -hmm. around totally seeking help in that way you know and so when the thought crops up i have to be like no i'm just exploring my options it's yeah. totally fine this could be a thing it could not be a thing you yeah. don't know you don't know yeah and then also I would advise uh, from having different experiences with different psychiatrists. Uh, it's like having a therapist. Like you have to find the one that's right for you. Like right. if you're, if you're like, I'm going to get on meds or whatever, I'm going to like keep seeing this person, make sure they're not a fucking dick or make sure they're not like, yeah, just their like whatever methods aren't med. just like opposed to how you see your right. health or your right. wellness. Cause right, right, like, right. it's just, it's hard. It's like a whole yeah. holistic it's center. It's like a whole thing. Yeah. Oh, it's a holistic center that yeah, the psychiatrist is in? Well, yeah, no, a holistic, I don't think is the right word. It's comprehensive. So oh, they great. have like art therapy rooms, they That's have awesome. like community events. And so it's all these therapists under like one thing. They okay. like help people with well, like food banks chill. and stuff. And then there's like, yeah, it does seem kind of chill. Like I'm a little awesome. like, sure. Like she introduced me to the psychiatrist as she booked the appointment on the way out. She was like, this is who you're going to meet. Oh, that's I cool. Like, oh, okay. I love that. Yeah. Ellie's got really good mental health See, services if you're broke as fuck. That's a, this is what <laughs> I, I want to do because like my psychiatrist, I was just like, hey, like offhand, like in Chicago, because I, I just moved to L.A. In Chicago, to LA. thank you. I've already yelled at two Scientologists. Yeah, yeah. Whoa, you yelled at them. What I happened? yelled at. Well, I was outside the um, Red Line station in East Hollywood on Fair. Sunset in Vermont. They love it over right there because they just built they a just, big Scientology center. They just camp out at every corner uh -huh. and they and dress like bellhops. It's 
wild. I was like, what was there a valet? Like I was so confused. Yeah. <laughs> I was so fucking confused. There was this lady in front of me, like um, on the cor- curb and I was like walking, you know, in the crosswalk and she just like kept like trying to get in front of me. And I was like, what are you doing? And then she went, Oh, and like got out of my way. And like with her little pamphlets. And then yesterday somebody was like, hello, miss, do you want my pamphlet? And I was like, get out of here. <laughs> like, just straight up. Like, I think I just, I think I'm bringing too much Chicago energy to LA. Like I don't know what's wrong with me. Cause I didn't know that I was like a Chicago person until this moment. Where are you from before? Chicago? Uh, uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. That's where I was like oh. raised and okay. That's why. So like Albuquerque probably has its own like rough edges. It does know? have some rough edges yeah. for sure. Yeah. I feel like Chicago and, and Albuquerque are very similar in the fact that they like almost pride themselves on like their rough edges. Ah. They're like, <laughs> They will yeah. be like, hey, shut the fuck up. Like both of them like kind yeah. of have that energy for or sure. sort of that Boston way of like yeah. everyone talk, like, talking. Is that where about, you're from? No, where I'm you? actually I'm from Northern California. Oh. I'm a California girl. Baby. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> but I've been told because I have like a real flip side. So I've been told that like some people will tell me like, oh, you do great in like a place like Chicago or New York where oh, someone I, yells I at can me. I'll just be like, see that. fuck you. Like <laughs> and just be like, did you just yell at me? like just get crazy yeah and then i've also been told that like i'm too like sweetie sensitive for it because i'm because there's the other part of me that'll say baby are you okay <laughs> like who hurt you what Dude, happened well the thing about chicago is that they talk a big game a lot but they're also like real big mushy sweethearts i feel like ah. i feel like they're very mushy on the inside they'll be like oh no fucking ketchup on the hot nobody cares about ketchup but like oh the fucking cubs and then they'll be like my feelings are hurt because I'm not getting booked enough. <laughs> or like, you know, I mean, everybody's feelings get hurt because they're not getting booked enough. But like, in a, I don't know. I feel live, like they're sweeties. You live currently in my old room. Yes, I do. And I remember there was like one moment where I walked out to, um, I walked out to Kristen yeah. and because she, she's so sweet. And so I actually, sweet. I recorded an episode with her and then I had to stop it mid episode, like oh. early into the episode and I lost half the files like a real dick. So oh. I've got to record with her again. Okay. Um, she was saying, she was like, she didn't put it up. Maybe she was saying later. I fucked it up. Okay. Um, we'll tell her that. I will tell her that. Uh, she was, uh, oh, sorry. Uh, uh, I'm so sorry, sorry. it was great you were fantastic but there was a moment where like we were living together and she was like relaying because it feels to me like the chicago comic drama is like it's edit- incredible all the comic drama it's so yummy is pretty insane but <laughs> it's wild. also like a lot on the internet it's like mostly on the internet than regular so she would like replay like she would tell me these like dramas that i had literally no idea about i had no idea about and we and at one point i just like walked up to her with my hand and i like knighted her an la comic i was like you are now an la comic you no longer have to participate in the drama of Oh my god! <laughs> I was just like, we, you're done. You're done. We're, we're done. Yeah, just be done. Just be done. Because it's not healthy. God, Chicago comedy drama is insane. It's, it's like it like implodes on itself every four months. Like literally quarterly, it will just like implode on itself. Like it's for no reason. I can't even mm. remember the last like the last reason. Like it was just. I don't know. Love Chicago comedy. You guys Love are all so, so funny, good. So but funny. I don't. 
you guys like if anybody's listening or mad at what i'm saying you're a fucking <laughs> insane person me. i'm the one who's you're an insane person in chicago comedy drama there's no need for it to be on the internet because i feel like i always feel like other fucking scenes are gonna laugh at us and i don't like that keep it in keep it in the family guys and i'm all over here going hey by the way like hey, by the way, we I see you yeah <laughs> like an la comic it just knows all about yeah I had, come on <laughs> come on cut it out there was like one person where um i did want to kind of like I, it's like i don't want to be involved but at the same time i was like hey mm. don't talk about my friend you keep yeah. her name out your mouth I, will, Ooh, ooh. I think i know mm. what you're talking about mm-hmm, mm-hmm. cool story about white privilege Ooh no no different, different. i don't know Anyway, well, we'll talk about it off. We'll talk about it. We'll (laughs) gossip. We'll We'll gossip. We'll have a hot gossip. Um, So talking about even, and I feel like you just kind of answer like what your most insane moment with like your journey with mental health is. So we brought it back so quickly. Check out. Yeah. Um, How do you how do you make decisions in your life, especially Uh, like prone to that anxiety impulsiveness? Like, how do you make decisions? I was thinking about this earlier uh, because. My friend Jen is the greatest and she's super into astrology now um, for reasons. And um, she'll just be like, oh, uh, take this BuzzFeed quiz on like what your tarot card is and I'll take it. And like no matter what quiz I take, it's like you lead with your heart. You got no rationality in you at all. Like it's like I will make decisions about like anxiety through anxiety or like through like sometimes practicality if I like need money or need to get somewhere like I'm good at that stuff but like it'll mostly be like through anxiety or through like passion or like uh, something I'm passionate (laughs) about like it's mostly like those two things are like driving forces in my I don't know how to give you an example but no I totally get it does that make sense I totally get it yes I've had like I've collaborated in comedy with like different people and then like called one of my program friends and been like and then this person's being like this and this person's being like that and he's just been like so did we learn a lesson about like impulsively jumping into projects with people or what yeah totally uh no no not at all not me not me no i'm a good baby they're being dumb over there yeah exactly it's like oh no i choose to take part in these decisions yeah and it's not even like good or bad it's just like sometimes i do something super impulsively yeah i wouldn't say that i'm like a super impulsive person uh, because it's like i will make a decision like to move here to move in with my boyfriend it was like i made that decision because it made sense to me because i had mulled it over but then i just like keep continuing to mull it over well like, you're here so yeah i'm no here so i did it, it no nope, nope, i did it it you're doesn't here. matter um but it's like it's like if i have a big decision it's like it takes it it's almost like my decision making is so intertwined with my anxiety that i like sometimes can't move for i'm like cheaty from the good place sometimes yeah you know okay. do, you, do you watch the good place i it's on my list okay I you have like to. Lie to you and say i've watched i was it, truly I crying it. about it on the train ride here oh, uh wow. I'm, I'm like seconds away from my period is what it is yay <laughs> um but I, I he's a character who is just like so entangled with his anxiety that it makes him like very ineffective and very indecisive so sometimes Whoa. i can be incredibly indecisive with that or like if if i like have an idea of like for comedy or like with a bit I will just like overthink it into oblivion or like, or like when I'll produce shows, I'll be like, Oh, well I have to do this, but people are going to fucking hate me for putting my event on this website or sending my, uh, sending my press release. And it's like, nobody's looking at you. Nobody cares. 
Yeah. Nobody cares. And the fact that Nobody like cares. if you have a press release for any comedy show in LA, people like throw a parade for you. That's Do they? like above and beyond. It takes 15 minutes to write. I mean, I don't know how to write a press release. Oh, it's super easy. Okay. Yeah, I'll send you like a sample. Oh my God, you're the best. Oh, of course. You know, I will say this. All <laughs> Chicago comics like fucking run some tight ass tight shows, shows. Professionally produced. Correct. And like all seem to have weird PR marketing superpowers that I don't weird, possess. Weird, weird, weird. Yeah, like I'm just like, hey, a thing is happening. It's they're weird, weird, they're weird little superhumans. Like, <sighs> Yeah, there's so many that are just like truly so professionally done and it's insane. Like the the indie, the alt ones, I mean. You know yeah. what I mean? Like in the alt scene. I'm not talking about the clubs, although the clubs do a great job. <laughs> there's a <laughs> I really enjoyed late late breakfast at uh at um at Flyover. Flyover yeah. was such a revelation of a comedy festival for was me it? because it was just like it was far enough off the grid where it turned into this like artist colony almost i love that immediately that's awesome. like it was really this like fantastic moment that's awesome that's so good i love to hear about the comedy festivals from different perspectives yeah i always forget to apply yeah i uh i can share with you a couple of spreadsheets wonderful that information oh well is it in galpal project yes okay cool yeah there's one uh, there's i just snagged that one to like update the one that i already have oh okay cool mm-hmm. cool, 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 cool cool yeah cool. okay so and there's also like I, a smaller one from friend of the podcast danielle prez who has like um she has I, it's pretty much i think just like the festivals that truly matter to oh, her yeah which is like perfect because that's awesome because there's a lot of festivals and not of them not a lot of them are fantastic sure sort of like if you're a recovery person not every convention's the best convention like every area and region has like its own convention and some of them are dope and some Some of them are like it's like not every method works for you yeah yeah because i've like talked about like alcohol with like the fact that i'm bipolar or i have bipolar disorder it's a distinction um and uh taking meds and stuff and like yeah the way my therapist was like oh well there's like you know um what's it called abstinence and there's also harm reduction and all that stuff so just it's like yeah you know stuff there's like that so ways i know a little bit but not like a whole lot yeah and it, you know it's it's sort of kind of up to you in the yeah. it's a self-diagnosed disease so if you see yeah. yourself as an alcoholic that's where yeah. you would go if you see yourself primarily as like a bipolar person who or a person with bipolar no, it's disorder, really not a big deal i don't fucking care no i i know better from working with folks with autism oh really is to like say Do it that. like that um but it's it, like if you see yourself in but it's always straight people it's not people who are straight it's always straight people <laughs> that's being stupid go ahead i love that though. that's so funny it's always like straight, straight people, people not people who are straight no it's why straight not? people like why don't we say people no, i mean straight. i guess we also say gay people though yeah we don't say like people who are gay either people who happen to be lgbt gay. people yeah where are you whatever anyway what were you saying you no were saying it's okay something important. It was, i don't think it was um i'm sure it but was i i think if that was like something if you had also if you know since you're under the like 
care of a therapist and a psychiatrist, they would have picked up on the fact that you have alcoholism if you have alcoholism. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. like the first, because you have to treat what's killing you first. Oh. And alcoholism will kill you way long before anything Bipolar. Else. Yeah. Oh, yeah. interesting. Because there's just too much like high-risk behavior associated with it. So they'll always treat the thing that is the most like. Okay. And then so they'll level you they, out and then they'll Since they treated out. bipolar first. Probably. I mean. I mean, they did say like, hey fucking quit it not like not like stop drinking but like those meds bring it down yeah the bipolar bring it down don't like the alcohol they don't like the alcohol so hard Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i also i'm glad that i moved here because it's like you have to drive everywhere and the culture is less drinky drinky so i do want to cut down obviously because i was drinking too much in chicago but yeah i i don't necessarily know that it was like problematic i don't know it That's depends. Fine. Yeah. yeah. You would know. I guess I would. You would think about it. You'd I be would. like, mm. I mean, this is a problem. I mean, I was thinking about this on the way over here. It's not like alcohol is ever like helpful. <laughs> like, it's not like a helpful thing. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. you can make it like a, like, you can make a case for like, oh, well, this weed makes me not anxious. And I guess you can make a case like one drink is like fine, whatever. Or like, I'm a sommelier yeah. or whatever. But it's like, <laughs> because you're doing something professionally but it's like oh, okay like what yeah. did i really do i went and got four drinks and now what am i just like four drinks poorer and now i have a headache <laughs> like you know what i mean like it's not like a helpful thing like it's never going to be like helpful to my mental health you know so yeah i think reframing that is like a positive i think that's beautiful that's Thanks. fantastic like what's been the most interesting thing you've learned about yourself in this journey oh that's so hard i don't know i feel like I feel like one of the things that I've learned is like, I gotta, like, I'm very in the beginning of like, when I started taking my meds, I was like incredibly vigilant about like every little mood change I had and every little thing. And I was trying to explain every little thing. And it's like, no, but like humans are going to have mood swings, like even if they don't have bipolar disorder. So it's like, I'm going to know if I like have a depressive episode. Yeah. You know, and somebody's going to tell me if I'm talking nonsense. Like, yeah, I like, I have enough of a support system that I'm safe and I, it's not that I don't ever have to worry about it again. I always worry about it, but it's just like, calm down. (laughs) Like, I think I can calm down a little bit, but my neuroticism is like something that like really does do a, do a number on me. Have you ever uh, done any cognitive uh, behavioral therapy? I don't know. Cause I always or, go to therapists that are like in school still or, or dialectic yeah. behavioral therapy. What's dialectic behavioral now, therapy. Okay. So cognitive behavioral therapy is like intervening on the thought. And then like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of skills exercises that you do to like, yeah. Interrupt. That's good. Cause I have intrusive behavior. thoughts as fuck. Well, um, Dialectic behavioral therapy was developed by a therapist who has borderline personality disorder to treat specifically at the time borderline personality disorder, but it's a combination of like mindfulness and cognitive behavioral therapy. So it's a little more, um, the approach is, and you still have to do like skills and like distress tolerance and like exercises that like give you the tools that you need to intervene on that thinking. Um, and it's, but you have to find somebody who's trained in it, yeah. but they like do, specifically, yeah, but you know what? They do have them in the medical network. So like when you, oh, wherever state too. you're in, like yeah. find out about like what they have and mm-hmm. you can always ask the therapist about it. And if they don't, if they can't do it, they can usually help you find somebody who can. That's awesome. Yeah. Is medical good? Yeah. Okay. I had like, you can ask Christian. I had like gnarly 
well, not gnarly. I had like, uh, I had a myomectomy, like, which oh. is basically like a, it's an abdominal surgery where Shit. they uh, give you a C-section on your tumors. Um, they oh, just suck them out. Just um, suck them right out? Just suck them right out. And um, it's girl. I, I had really good care. That's awesome. Really, really good care. Yeah, because like the Illinois Medicaid is not good. The thing is, is you have to be good at waiting in line. That's fine. And you have to be good at being diligent so it's like somebody phrased it to me i was freaking out the first like test i had to get is it was they were like it's gonna be six months and i was like i'm not living with this you know yeah pain gushy uterus for six (laughs) months and turns out i did anyway but i called he basically said call each doctor's office like you're calling for avails and ask and see if they have drops in their schedule and it pushed everything up by you know, probably a full year. That's awesome. Yeah, because people will like get in line to get surgery through Medi-Cal and if it's not going to kill them, it will like sometimes take a couple of years to get that surgery. So you have wow. to be like super persistent. Okay, yeah. cool. That's really all it takes. And if you okay. need any help like walking through it, I can show you Thank how you. to sign up. I'll it's have to do it online, super easy. right? Okay. Yeah, you can do it online or you can do it in the office. I recommend going to the Glendale location the and they Glendale have like, location. for some reason, way better surface <laughs> than nice. all the other ones. <laughs> They're pretty dope. Um, Hell yeah. But yeah, like it's, uh, yeah, it sounds like, it sounds like, wait, I asked you about finding out something about yourself that was surprising. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I guess surprising because i guess my neuroticism wasn't surprising i think that like maybe what was surprising was like how quickly i got better yeah i'm not healed because i'll never be healed but i got better fast and it was cool yeah you kind of thought maybe it was gonna be like this is forever this is gonna suck because i know that like my my like reaction to it was like something had changed or i wasn't normal even though it was like okay, bitch, like you've always had that or like you maybe that you already had it. Like you just now know, like it's good that you now know. I just was like, I'm so dramatic sometimes. Um, But I was just like, oh, I don't get to be normal. Like nobody's going to like love me. How do you find love on this? Like da, 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 da. And then I started taking my pills and I started, I kept going to therapy and like, I just, I feel like after like a year, year and a half, I feel like I've, figured out almost how to manage it at least for now yeah (laughs) at least for where i am yeah i was like it was a kind of a resilience thing was like yeah i can actually be resilient i'm not weak because of it yeah yeah that's huge it's beautiful yeah hopefully i'm not congratulating myself too much because i'm still crazy bitch well i'm (laughs) you're not perfect no one's perfect i have i was talking to a friend of mine the other day and i was like you know on the one hand I was basically saying like, on the one hand, this person is like super sensitive to criticism. And on mm-hmm. the other hand, I am a critical ass bitch sometimes. And, yeah. And she was like, man, if we had a gang, that's what the name of the gang critical would be ass bitch. <laughs> Critical Last ass bitch. Critical ass bitches. Oh, yes. <laughs> Just like a bunch of rhetoricians. Yeah, exactly. Like, Time to work on our arguments like, <laughs> just get in. just get in there I know, that would be right? yeah i feel like well i feel like being critical especially if you like have something is like really important because you're like if you're like working on recovery or working on yeah. your mental illness or like whatever combination or whatever it's like you can't just be like 
oh yeah, it's all good. Uh, oh, now I'm sober. Uh, now I'm on meds. I never have to think about it again. That's the most yeah. insane fucking thing I've ever heard. It's a journey. It's Correct. truly a journey. Yeah. People, when people are like, well, up, now, now I'm great. Now everything's fine. You hear that in meetings sometimes. People will just That's be like, dumbest. I used to drink and now I don't drink. I work the steps. Everything's great. And you're like, and you're like, you're going to be dead in a month. What's your life on life's terms? Like, how are you handling yeah. it? Like, and at the end of the day, like, it's also good to celebrate our yeah. gratitude and not like hang out you know in the muck but every once in a while you have to demonstrate to other people that there's there's muck and it's okay yeah Yeah. it's weird to like it's weird to just like try to demonstrate that you're like healed or perfect or something when that's not reasonable and that's also not supportive when you're in a meeting with people who are struggling with the same thing right yeah i mean some people i mean vulnerability is really tough for everyone really hard sometimes it's hard for people to experience sometimes it's hard for people to even show it you see that a lot in comedy a lot of people that are just like locked up we're like oh we're doing good and you're like "Mm, Mm -hmm. are you sure (laughs) just a lot of dudes you're like yeah i've never i've never felt anxious at all it's like well yeah that's why you're born (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like that's why like you've never or, or it's like you see somebody go up and they're like okay well you're talking about nothing which means that you've never had a hard time in your life uh okay right but which is me being a critical ass bitch see so maybe it's all he difficult man. maybe he doesn't feel the vulnerability to talk about whatever but what's maybe he's boring <laughs> what's your level of honesty with yourself and others oh gosh this is so hard this is hard because with others i I feel like I try, I, uh, um, with others, I find it really sometimes hard to be honest. Um, because like I was in a really weird abusive relationship and I feel Mm. like, I feel like I had to like pretend to be something I was not for a really long time. Uh, so I feel like I, in a lot of situations, sometimes if there's like conflict, I, I will just like defer to the other person a lot. Like I talk about this in therapy a lot where I will just like make myself like second, mm. uh, second, it's not second potato, second. I would say something. second fiddle. Second fiddle. I would usually say it's second potato. That's I something. fold myself up into the envelope of their life. Exactly. Yeah. I don't like that. It's, I don't like it either. I don't like that about uh-huh. myself. I, I think it sucks. And so it's like, especially, I mean, I've only been with Tyler for like, almost a year and so i feel like i've like truly been trying to be like nope this is how i feel and he makes it really easy to do that so that's good that's good yeah and then honesty with myself like sometimes i sometimes i have wacky fucking thoughts man (laughs) that are not even like anything that's like real at all so i feel like uh figuring out what those are are really important and then i feel like it's important to like figure out what's just like anxiety or what's like the truth of a situation, right. but I'm not that good at it yet. You know, right. I feel like I'm honest with myself about just the immediate things that I'm feeling, you know, yeah. it's yeah. good. It's good. It's progress. Yeah, it is progress. You don't have to like figure it out. No, I don't have to have it figured out. You're right. A lot of people, the fact that you're looking is important. Like a yeah. lot of people don't, Look. I have people in my life. I'll ask them. I'll be like, well, how do you feel about that? And they're like, Oh, oh. no, I don't know. They don't have the language for it. That's why I'm really glad I have my friend Jen where we will just be like very, very emotionally honest with each other (laughs) about like every fucking thing. Um, 
and be like, and we'll do check-ins. We're like, you know, uh, if you do something dumb, I'll tell you. And I'm like, if you do something dumb, I'll tell you too. <laughs> it's like, yeah. but I, I feel like that's like a space in my life where like I've been able to practice being very honest. And then like also therapy has like made me like very, very good at being honest. And then also stand my ground on some issues, I guess. Yeah. Important. Because yeah. one, one time I made a spreadsheet and then my whole friend group got mad at me what because the they were for? it was a it was a it was a spreadsheet of numbers of how many women they had booked for like a year because like somebody okay so context is somebody in chicago comedy who's awesome she makes like she picks out like the 10 biggest shows every year and then does like gender breakdowns and like whatever oh, nice. and then their show wasn't on it because it's like a smaller show or whatever yeah. and they like after somebody's sh- somebody called their show out on like having an all male lineup, like right after that came out, it was just bad timing, I think. And they were like, what the fuck? And I was like, I'm making a goddamn spreadsheet. And then it just like the numbers didn't turn out in their favor. And then they got mad at me. Oh. <laughs> and then I like later I was like, I saw something. I was like, I saw something and shared it. It was unrelated. I was like, Oh, this is amazing. It's like equity and comedy, like whatever. When recently somebody told me that they were like proud of their booking practices, which is like absolutely what they said. Um, and I posted that and then they found that like also hurtful, which like, I understand why they would find that hurtful. It's just that they said that. So that was like an instance where I like stood my ground. Maybe I shouldn't have or like whatever. Like I, sometimes I like overcorrect, you know, it's, but I still think I'm right. It's really tough. <laughs> that's, that's the thing I do too. I like, like, I still, I always think I'm I right. right. I'm right. I understand your bitch ass feelings, right. but I'm right. But I'm like, right. So and can so you like, like put aside your feelings? The most important part is the fact that I'm right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and you I need don't to know. apologize to me. I don't know if that's going <laughs> to help your happiness. Like no. one bit. Staying, staying, coming from a woman who literally is like, I got in an argument with my boyfriend last week over like, he was making soup in a frying pan. And he was <laughs> like, in a frying pan? thank you. And I was making like, making it or heating it up? Heating it up. And I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> and, and he was like, I'm making. You're going to burn the soup. Thank you. He was like, you're total, we're on the same page. Because <laughs> I was just like, what are you doing? And he got really mad because I said, what are you doing? And, and I'm looking at your microwave. We also have a microwave. Yes. That was, <laughs> there are several, several things that get, and a crock pot. We could heat soup in so many things. Um, but uh, that I, that basically, he didn't know that a saucepan and a frying pan were <laughs> different. different. He just thought that was also a saucepan. He was like confused about what and he was no. like, and so I pulled out the saucepan. He was like, I thought that was a pot. And I was like, well, now we're talking about a synonym. So like, <laughs> it just like turned into this like whole thing. Anyway, but I saw your tweet or something. It was very funny. And so I, I was like, and I got I, like, he got huffy and I got huffy and I like marched away and I came back and I was just like, Hey, like, I'm just letting you know. And it became about this like other stuff. But at the, at the same time, yeah. the truth is, is, what does it fucking matter? It's fucking I soup. had the moment to say, I could have just been like, uh, like I could have a not acknowledged it. I could have just been like, 
he heats up soup in a frying pan weird and just like walked away or yeah but that would be insane that would be dead it evaporates the soup soup. it makes it so it splashes on you there's a lot of things there's so many things did he put butter in the bottom of the pan like what what's happening well okay sorry i get it i thought he was trying to combine leftovers with the soup in some way like oh like rice or something a sauce or something i wasn't sure but that is not what was occurring and so that was why it was just this whole thing (laughs) so i at the end of the day like my friends are like pulling their hair out they're like anna it doesn't fucking matter <laughs> what he heats the soup in and i'm like but it's i'm, I'm right. right i'm, I'm correct. correct i am correct and i would like to be acknowledged for that <laughs> so, i feel like we're very similar in that like that's <laughs> i just love being right and i hate that saying you can only be right or happy because i think you can be right and happy if somebody fucking acknowledges that you're goddamn right but nobody's going to acknowledge it. Ever is gonna, why no. aren't they ever going to acknowledge it? Well, even if they That's do, so annoying. can one hear it? That's because, true. Because like, you're still going to feel indignant about ex- it. Exactly. There's like, you see this a lot on the internet. You see internet apologies yeah. that some of them are very, some of them suck. Some, some of them are suck. obviously a cinnamon roll recipe or something <laughs> or like a bref, like dessert pizza recipe sure. or like kind of the half-hearted if if i made someone uncomfortable yeah. it's like no 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 you no, made you people uncomfortable so if like you're if somebody acknowledges what they've done mm-hmm. and says that they're growing and yeah. that they've since evolved from that stance yeah. i am way better at saying okay yeah let's practice forgiveness but in the vacuum of the internet it's so much harder there's literally there's no space for it there's no space for it no whatsoever no and so, like, where, like, where do we create that? And that's something that's unhealthy for us as people. Yes, because it tells us we have to be certain about our stance rather than yeah. evolving, growing, and flexible. Yeah. And so, at the end of the day, does the pot matter? No. Not, not at all. No. So, but I, I understand that. I, I completely. I'm saying. I'm telling you that because I fucking empathize. Yeah. So goddamn hard. <sighs> Because it's so... It's, it's so infuriating. It is infuriating. And it sounds like, you know, it's really funny. They don't do that kind of stuff in LA. And... They don't do what? Oh, like, oh the, uh, the spreadsheets and stuff. But and I also feel like I've noticed that shows are much more diverse. Well, there's a... Yeah, there's a higher concentration, I well, think. Uh, yeah, that's very true. Diversity here as well. Uh-huh. And just everybody. But there's... Yeah. Like uh, for roast battle, when I first started, and this is like a thing you'd have to really search for. I just happen to have a copy of it. If any of you want to see a copy of it, I'll send it to you. I swear to God, email the podcast and I will send it to you. I wrote an article for the, um, they had like a blog that went (laughs) along with it. And, and I wrote an article about, it was basically, I got mad at the way the articles were being written. I was like, everybody on your staff is white and male and doesn't, there's literally never been the way that you guys write this is that women like are somehow given special favors and that's why they win, which is weird. weird. And I was like, so let's in a statistician, I went on like a date with like an amateur statistician was like, Oh, we can like just run stats on that. And he pulled and you were like, daddy, right. (laughs) All the old reports. And then we went through and it turned out that it was like, it was 50, 50, the date that Whoa. we it was 50 50 women um, men women to men like winning Whoa. in that so we were actually being judged accurately but the perception Exception. that women were given special favors and that's why they were women and it couldn't be that they were actually superior to the men yeah. was a big revelation and and then we you know combine that with just 
asking what female rose battlers were experiencing yeah. in their performance. Putting the qualitative next to the, the quantitative. I brought the qualitative, he brought the quantitative, or whatever. You know what I mean? And then we, and then he put soup in a frying pan. And then no. he put soup in a frying pan. <laughs> Different guy. Um, I know, I know. But like he <laughs> but but when and then we we put it out and it was the first time and it's so funny no one ever talks about it. it was the first time a woman ever wrote for the damn thing wow and i think maybe the only person of color up until that that's crazy actually no the guy who used to run it was also half latino so it was like oh, okay but it was just this thing of like uh i totally get it the necessity to have open and frank conversations Absolutely. backed up by numbers see that's what made me really frustrated about this they they immediately took the numbers as an attack no, and numbers started started numbers. justifying what they were doing. They were like, I understand what you're saying, Sarah, but we run a, this show and we're very proud of this. And blah, 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 blah. we're not going to change anything. Diversity That's is fine. Uh, about more than gender. Like as if I didn't know, like I, like I'm the most cranky one about that shit of, of yeah. the crew of the team that we had. Um, and I was like, I, I, I just made a number happen. And I think they mel- maybe felt like their boundaries were. But you didn't even make the number. You collected the I collected it. I think they is... felt like their boundary was like attacked because I collected something. Yeah. Which I, I don't fully understand how that's an attack because they were being attacked by somebody else about their numbers. And I was like, let me just provide you some data. That's all it is. That's all it is. I just, I fucking... <laughs> I did a fucking one of those things in the spreadsheets that makes numbers happen. You know, the 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 equations. I did that for them. That That's might a be lot. Like a, a great if That's you ever wanted like help with that, that would be a great service for like LA comedy because that's yeah. a, even hard. I was booking a show today so and I was like I was like cuz my ideal goal is to without ever telling anybody. Yeah. Without making it a, a gimmick, just always book one dude on the show and how yeah. everybody else be women and yeah. never never talk it. about Just it like never yeah. discuss it and see if anybody notices yeah and i've never had i've never it's it's i will say that a lot of those like straight white dudes they will fucking message you yeah to death if you don't put them on the show they will just be like hey i was just checking in you I said i might be able to get a spot <laughs> <laughs> and you're like bro dude how do you have time for this dude, come on do you not have a job <laughs> this is a show at a pizza parlor like it's not it's not the end of the world dude i'm so sorry i can't give you 10 minutes you can just do it to your own face in the mirror and i want to like accommodate yeah like, i think it's very like it's very i think that's a really interesting service that you provided and when you do something when you walk out into the wilderness and you do something that is like i'm not here to harm you i'm just here to present information when you mirror information at people that sometimes that can feel like an attack way more revolutionary than actually attacking somebody to just be like here's here's the information yeah and i feel like that what you will totally and i feel like some people can take that as an attack Yes. For sure. And I'm not yeah. saying that they're bad or like worse than no, us or anything. Human. It's just like, yeah. And I understand I've, I've reacted poorly to things before. Well, and our world is so fantastic beca- or, you know, frustrating in this way because yeah. now people like you can give hard numbers to yeah. a government official For and sure. they'll just be like, I don't agree with that. And you're so, like, but, no, but that's the number. But that's the, here's, here's where I think this all comes down to. Have you ever listened to anybody interview a flat earther? Oh my God. It's so good. It's 
amazing. It's incredible. It's like incredible. they're just like, oh well, uh, if you look at the Earth from the airplane, there's no curve. Ah. I just they, don't believe it. That's they what fucking I don't. shut down so they, hard. They don't, and I think they what's can't engage. Happening is flat Earth logic has made it, and flat Earth stuff's been around since like the nineteen. 19- or like 18 like i i don't know it's been forever yeah like it's been around forever and ever so like you can you i think what we're tracing to is like a lot of that really silly stuff that we hear our president say yeah it actually to me sounds like flat earthers it does it really does it really does i think it's just the same you know mode of thinking it feels like a weird like evangelical mode of it though of like yeah i was like people want to like convert each other to it and it's like very like it has been decreed and so that it has done well it is also rooted in like deep deep anti-semitism because you can like trace flat earth all the way way back to like the jews made a fake world i didn't know that about flat earth (laughs) that's incredibly crazy uh last podcast on the left and ono ross and carrie have like really really good coverage on flat earth oh man last podcast will get it all done in like one or two episodes Uh ono ross and carrie has one where they interview one of these guys for like two hours it's like it like it i like i used to just like crank podcasts and bake at the house that you're living in now just be like just the tiniest kitchen the the world's tiniest the world's tiniest kitchen so hard it's so tiny that in that big kitchen right there if someone else is in there i'm like get out of this kitchen i've got tiny kitchen ptsd (laughs) (laughs) it's it's hard because we cook um I didn't know that po- last podcast on the left wasn't just like a horror podcast. Yeah, they do like a cult and French oh. theories and oh, okay. stuff and, um, and cults and all that kind of stuff. So if you cool. like, uh, I think the best it. Scientology coverage you'll ever get Ooh. is Ono, Ross and Carrie. Okay. They did like at least 10 episodes because okay. they infiltrated. <gasps> yes. That's I know. Shout totally. out. If you happen to listen to all of these podcasts that I'm recommending, fucking tweet them and let them know I'm giving them love. Yes. Because I kind of, I fucking love those podcasts. I think That's they're awesome. great. Um, but yeah, I totally check it out. Hell yeah. I I'll have to check it back out. To that. I love I love podcasts so much. And it might just be one of those things where like if and when somebody responds to like that kind of stuff. It I had a sponsor once tell me that like I'm never going to not kick the hornet's nest so get used to getting stunned. Shit, that's true. She was like you're just that kind of person. Yeah, same. You're, she's like you're a fighter if you see injustice. And I remember when that uh, I moment, say I'm horny for justice. That's how I say horny it. For justice. So, I'm not horny for it. It was so funny when I did the thing for Rose Battle. I was like I remember like deep breathing and thinking to myself, I don't want to do this. I was like, okay, but if I'm the one who's okay, I'll do it. And then there yeah. was some moments where it was like the, the response was not favorable sure. from the people involved. They were like, <laughs> but it was, you know, I think that it's, it's important for women to talk about what's going on. Absolutely. And, and men. Sure. And all Everybody. Humans. Yeah, if Sam was just could talk, he'd have a he, lot to say. He'd have a lot. He would. He truly would. He would. He'd be like, "Do you ever notice that cat is neutered yet still has testicles?" What? Yeah, he has little furry balls. I didn't even notice that. You gotta take a look. I was like, "Why do you have balls?" Did, did he? Did he get it? Did he? Did did he? Did she take him to the wrong vet? No, he got neutered. He's That's just, so weird. They didn't just, cut his balls off. They did, but like more grew, I guess. That's so weird. But it's not like there's any testicles in there. It's just no, sort it's of just like air. Yeah, it's just a balloon of... It's just two little furry water balloons. <laughs> <laughs> but there's not even cum in there. Yeah, 
Yeah. All right. Who knows Fair what's enough. in there? Who knows? Probably paper. <laughs> or a bundle of hair ties. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> 35 hair ties. That's insane. Of course uh, he ate them. Uh, that's insane. You ever try to wrestle one away from... Oh, you have short hair. I've I do. To, like, Tyler's rest, long hair, though. I've had to wrestle a hair tie away from him. Really? Oh He'll, he, he One time... I had one on my wrist. Yeah. And he just tried to, he just <laughs> tried to slip tried it off, slip it off. He was just like, were you doing on, like sitting on the couch it. or something? Yeah. And then I was like, I, I tried to move my hand away and then he was like, I'm going to bite you. And well, it was fight your it, ass yeah, off. It became a consent issue. Um, <laughs> wow. Sandwiches is getting me too right on this podcast right here. We have 12 questions for that cat. Number one, how dare you? <laughs> no, he's a sweet, sweet boy. No, he's a good cat. He's a very woke cat. He's um, a woke cat. Yeah, he just didn't know that you can't just take a hair tie off a wrist. Off a person. Especially if you're going to eat it. No, cats can't <laughs> eat hair ties. Not food. Oh, um, my God. So the uh, what is the how do you experience fear and anxiety? We've talked a lot about how that. do I mm-hmm. experience fear and yeah. anxiety? And um, Let's see. Like in my body, I often Ooh, experience I a tummy ache and then also the need to like lie down. I'm like a bed person. If I like, if, if I'm hanging out at my house, I need to lie in bed <laughs> like that instead of on the couch usually. Like if I'm just like want to be alone, got a lie in bed, laptop on my belly. Uh, yeah, I, I, I experience this in, in my tummy usually and then um, try to drink a lot of water. Um and then I guess mentally I just experience it as just like a lack of productivity and a, like a lack of like I will just be singularly focused on the fear or the anxiety, even though yeah. it's like, you know, I could just call my doctor or I could just like refer fill my prescription or I could just like call my mom or like yeah. even if it's small, like if it's something I'm like really dreading doing or if I'm, like often I'll get scared of like what if this like very simple thing goes wrong? Like, um, like I needed to go to my psychiatrist before I moved here to get more refills. And then I was scared, like, well, what if the insurance doesn't work or they won't like, they won't do it across state lines or like, well, and I was like, you just have to, you have like, I have two weeks left in this fucking place. So you got to call, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I feel like it, it just like, it materializes as inaction and just like a fear that something will go wrong, even if I've done everything right or most things right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's most people's experience. Thank you oh, for fair enough. That. No, I didn't mean it like that. No, like, I know, no, I know no. you didn't. I mean, like that's that's so powerful that you can like put it into such uh, clear and succinct. Oh, thank you. Language is I what I meant that. to say. Because like that. sometimes you ask people that question and they're just like, ah, like, I get uh, scared. Yeah, and I think it's I think it's important. Well, everybody has that. a different relationship with it too. Yeah, I have a hugely physiological reaction really? to fear and anxiety now. It's to the point where it's like. It's weird. It's, it's, I, I went to the doctor and I was like, I don't know if I had an anxiety attack or if I just got real emotional. <laughs> Cause I was like, did you start shaking? I did after a yeah. while. I, I, I started dry heaving after a show. Oh, wow. That's the worst. And it wasn't, it was a, the strangest set I had ever had. Oh, was, okay. You didn't like bomb, but it was weird. I started out so strong. I cr- I got uh, a, I got an applause break. What? Then I started immediately bombing, and then I sang a parody of the an- national anthem. That's like a lot. Yeah, and then I got like real nauseous. Afterwards. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, that sounds like an anxiety attack for sure. <laughs> 
just yeah. your set description feels like an anxiety attack. Yeah. That's just like the worst. I pushed it. That's like the worst scenario possible. I was killing and then nothing happened. And then I sang a song, like, <laughs> which is not something that you did wrong because like you did, you probably did everything That's you could. So You're a funny person, but I, like, what you, the fuck? I kind of, this is so funny that I brought it up because I, I took the time to edit it out of the last podcast I did when I talked about it because yeah. I was like, what if people think I'm like a broken person? <laughs> but now that you're relating to that, oh, really? <laughs> and that you're just like, no, that sounds like first that you did have an anxiety attack. And secondly, you should have. <laughs> yeah. That sounds, that sounds <laughs> too much. If I had done that on stage, <laughs> yeah, I would have an anxiety attack. Yeah. But you I, like I look like, at your notes, a uh, song parody after bombing for four minutes, <laughs> after killing for four minutes. And, <laughs> and the national anthem. Not like not, not an easy a Taylor song. Swift song. Whoa. Was the, was it Hardest planned? Song. Yes. Was it, it was pl- oh, it was so an is all right. Your... It was an all right version of the Star Spangled Banner. I will send it to you. Okay. That sounds amazing. So that's your closer? That was my closer. <laughs> it was my hot take on America. And the audience <laughs> I sure was was like just happened like some people were like that was great and some people were like what What the fuck (laughs) i'm sorry i'm laughing i'm sure it was so good please laugh laugh. that's knowing laughter it was such a crazy thing but i'm glad i walked the line i'm glad i was like you know what let's do something super weird super fucking weird so sometimes you need to like do something exactly what would i it was kind of like a thing that from that happened to flyover i was like what's the weirdest thing i could do right now like at one point the host was like hey put my shirt on and go up as me <laughs> and like bring up the was last that when comedian. you like had like the schlubby kind of outfit? yes yeah i saw a picture of that because it was like kevin white yes was just, it was a kevin white yeah was and he was like just go up as me and pretend to be fucker. me and, and then i like did my best impression of him and brought funny. up our last comedian it was the funniest <laughs> like to set aside the ego of hosting yes right? correct where it's like i'm crafting this whole show and i'm in control i'm the architect to set aside that that yes. architect mind and to say let's see how weird we can make yeah. this show through crowd work yeah was such a brilliant and inspiring action that, that I was just like, I'm coming back to LA that much weirder. Yeah. Like there's no other yeah. way. Yeah. There's no other way. And so I, yeah, I think that it, but sometimes when you do that, you scare the shit out of your lymphatic system. Like yeah. your whole body <laughs> just will die. will just like vibrate with scariness. Sometimes I feel like when I do a homework show, you know, like yeah. it's a weird show. Like that, a I homework like, show. That's a nice Yay. way to say it. It's, this is a homework show. I feel like if I'm just like, I get nervous. I get really nervous, but ultimately I'm like, I can't really bomb at this because I've never done it before. And who cares? <laughs> like you yeah. can't like, I feel like you can't really bomb at making like a parody of the national anthem. Like it's right. like you, you did something weird. And so it's like, I think that the different, the difference is, especially here in LA is like, there is always the possibility of industry people there. Oh yeah, fuck. and I, I had I keep absolute, that. I had absolute confirmation <gasps> that they were there. Oh, yeah, I don't understand. Like, oh yeah, you should have totally had. But a they were very attack. kind. I'm and they sure were, they like, were. Very, like, sweet. And at each each set had its ups and downs. It was sure. actually really like some a of weird them show. Were, Yes, because it was a strange, like, it was a different premise to, like, how to do this, mm-hmm. like, roasting thing. And so each 
it was up and down for everybody. Okay. So at the end of the day, it's like, I can worry about like, oh, what do these people think of me? Yeah, da, yeah. Da. Or I can just be like, they seemed happy with what I did yeah. at the end. And they seemed to be fine. Sure. And everybody seemed to laugh. And yeah. it's fine. You know, <laughs> it's not what I expected. And, sure. so, you know, part of one of the skills we have to learn comedically is how to make failing funny. And oh, so it'd yeah. be like, oh, God, you really abandoned that joke. Like you abandoned kids at the border. Yeah, like, exactly. Oh, God. Like, like really just like being mean to the yeah, audience yeah, yeah, yeah. as I went and like not mm-hmm. like egregiously yeah, mean, sure, but, sure. but in a way that's like funny, you mm-hmm. know, and so yeah, I'm sorry. I'm talking too much. About no, this. no, you're fine. I'm, what I'm saying is I empathize. Anyway, um, so my comedy, no, I'm just yeah. <laughs> as an artist, no, I, <laughs> it's just too so fun to me. be weird. It's like it's one so of the best fun. things. It's so It's really fun. the one of like the most like, cause I feel like sometimes like when we're like, oh, I'm like a queer woke lady comic and I got to talk about the issues. It's like, who's, who, who said that? Do you, I, who said that? <laughs> I sometimes it's very interesting to be like a woman of color and see an audience that I get this in two ways. Woke people really want me to like talk mm, about the issues. Yeah. And Latinos sometimes don't. really want me to talk about the experience of being, being Latino, Latino. And I don't have a ton of like information on that as I was whitewashed aggressively. Oh, so that's, yeah, that was part of like how brouhaha got started was oh, like really? how not brew. It's Brujaja. Brujaja. How how that got started was like somebody please teach me how to be, be Latina. Uh-huh. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I say all that to the say, Duolingo corner. The Duolingo corner of Doom. Yes. <laughs> Where I'm just like, why? Am I why am I so bad? Um, uh, Duolingo is so frustrating because I just like, uh, I just like kept doing phrases because I needed phrases, but then it was like, uh it was just like, bienvenidos, buenos dias. And I was like, I know how to say hello. I know what Monday is. Like, come on. But then it was like, it would just like do it. And I would, I would always quit. So it wouldn't like keep going. I was like, okay, I got to move on to something. Sometimes down. you just got to be like, I got to do it. You know what I yeah. mean? You got to treat it yeah. in the same part of your brain as like, no one wants to fold their underwear. No. But they do it. I just, all right. You're totally right. There's, it's good practice. It's good practice. What is one thing about yourself you'd like to change? Like, what are you working uh, on actively right now? What am I working on actively right now? Besides getting a job in LA. Um, fixing my credit score. I need to fix my credit score. Uh, for sure. But, I mean, like, as a person, I just, I feel like I kind of got a new start just now. And I want... <sighs> I wish I, I hope that I can release a lot of the anxiety that I had in Chicago about being doing stand up and being creative. And hopefully I can just be a little bit more, a little bit more forgiving of myself and of um, what I'm going to make. Cause I'm a work in progress and I'm never going to get better if I don't do something. Yeah. And maybe LA is the wrong place to do that, but no. who cares? No, it's the absolute right place to do it. And that going Going in with the courage to do that is going to make you an unstoppable juggernaut. That's, I mean, don't, I didn't know that I should be afraid or that I could fail until people told me. Yeah. And that sheer belief that something could go wrong Mm -hmm. or that nothing could go wrong pushed me for a good two years. Just like, yeah. Yeah. Just like, let's do it. Yeah. Let's punch the sky. Exactly. And there was just no, there was, there was just really nothing in my mind that was like, oh, you should doubt this. And then I I started listening to the messages of other people 
yeah. doubting it. And then one day those became my beliefs. Yeah. And I think that if you, it's so hard to unlearn that shit. Yeah. You got to whack them all those things back down and just be like, no, that's I, not true at all. Yeah. Cause people want new and different. People want a fresh voice. Yeah. We've heard we're all tired of listening to each other. Yeah. So it'll be, yeah, just take that momentum and ride. Yeah. And I, I feel like there's nothing like more frustrating than seeing like, just like a stand up uh, on Twitter being like, Oh, stand up. So frustrating. It's like, nobody wants to read this tweet. None of us do like the people who are not stand ups who are <laughs> you want to read this. And I don't. Yeah. So yeah, I don't, know. I don't know. It's so hard not to internalize other people's shit. It's really difficult. Yeah. Because everybody, especially well, if you don't have separate. great boundaries. Yeah. That's, I, I was like, I have boundaries. And I started doing stand-up. And I was like, no. I no, I don't know how you have good boundaries and do stand-up. I mean, you probably can. I'm working on it. I'll, I'll everybody let, is. Uh, yeah. It's hard. It's hard. It's not it's, great. It's worth it. I just want to lay down. <laughs> right oh laying down is great it's really kind of amazing especially your apartment is very comfortable i know it's and that bed is very incredibly comfortable yeah sorry about that it's so that's so comfy i had a really i had a lot of mental gymnastics about like parting ways with that bed really is your bed better Stuart's bed is fine but (laughs) we bought a mattress over mattress topper well um memory foam mattress Ooh, yum, yum. yeah and i was like okay well that's because it literally got to the point where it was going to cost me almost twice as much to move the mattress oh yeah then to buy just, a mattress topper so yeah bought the mattress topper if you guys if you have like 90 bucks lying around just get on amazon just, get yourself mm, yum yum a three inch <laughs> mattress topper <laughs> i don't know yeah, why i memory laughed foam. at three inch it's so because it's an almost an inch too much. It seems like it, like that's like that's, that's it an was inch and a half for right here. Yeah, it's too. That's it's large. Like it's that. a large mattress topper. It that's feels like it feels like love you never got as a child. It Ooh. feels it's amazing. At first, it was like, is this too much comfort? <laughs> do I deserve this? That's like a millennial thing. Yeah. Like, do I? Am I entitled? Am I do being I, entitled? Am I? What am I doing? What am I doing? Um, what am I? What is your experience of forgiveness? Oh, man. I'm so bad at letting things go. <laughs> I'm so bad at letting things go. And I'm so bad of, like, accepting when somebody is, like, has forgiven me. Because it's like, well, it lets it fade away. I, I can I can hold a grudge. Uh, I can, like, move past something. But sometimes I can, like, think about the thing that somebody did or some argument or whatever. And then still be hurt by it. So I don't know... Like, what is forgiveness even? <laughs> I don't know. I just, yeah. I don't think that I'm good at, I don't think that I'm good at letting go. I think that that's like a really hard thing for me to do. My experience of forgiveness is the act of zeroing in on the event, looking at the event and accepting my, who, who I was in that moment and who they were and who they were in that moment and releasing the animosity toward us both. Okay. Because in general, the things I have the hardest time forgiving are usually uh, boundary issues mm-hmm. on my part. And it's like, well, I trusted you and you treated me to be a bad friend. Yeah. Or bad this. Yeah. Or bad employer. And the truth is, is I wasn't good at, I wasn't being authentic or I wasn't being, I was being people pleasing. Yeah. And in general, those folks, yes, had a part, but my 50% was I wasn't 
doing what I needed to do to live authentically and honestly. And so that, and that's just like one specific example. There's also things that are fucking horrible where people are just street victims of terrible things because they were children or they were, you know, like in a, in a specific situation, like with assault and like all that stuff. Yeah. There does require a moment of accepting both yourself in that moment. And you don't have to accept that other person, but there is tremendous power in that forgiveness. Oh, I guess I forgave one person. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. One's a big deal. I guess so. Cause then it's a yeah. roadmap for all the other ones, you know, like all those people yeah, got mad I over think... your spreadsheet. You can forgive mm. all those people. You live in LA. No, who cares? Yeah. Right. Yeah. It doesn't matter. <laughs> like it's, yeah, super I guess it, really, it really, really doesn't matter. It doesn't. And it's like, it's, it's the thing where it's like most of the time I can like, I, like because uh, w- like one of them is like one of my best friends and she rules and like i'm still friends with the other people and stuff except for one of them um but like i feel like i can put that away for a while yeah um and then sometimes if it comes back up it still hurts so yeah. i don't know if like i don't know if that's forgiveness or if that's just like or if that's repression or if that's like I don't know how healthy that is. It's probably not as healthy as like straight up forgiveness, but I think it is manageable. Well, are you, st- don't let it- are you stuffing it down or are you releasing it? Uh, I don't know. Cause I think it, yeah, I don't know. Well, if I had released it, then it wouldn't still hurt. Right. I mean, there are some events in my life that always hurt when I think about them. Oh, okay. But so I don't know why I think if I try to repress that hurt, then I'm stuffing it down. If I'm, like acknowledging like yeah it was super oh no i let the hurt exist yeah i let the hurt exist but i can still like i can still be their friends and then well some of us will make like a joke about it and then everybody will be like no 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 we can't talk about this which i think is like their waspy (laughs) repression more than mine because i'm like i'm ready to go let's do this uh uh like i can fight about anything at any time i can't wait my dad was angry like my dad was an angry man i am ready but yeah i feel like i can like live among them and like live among it but when i think about it it still kind of sucks even though i know that it doesn't really matter i think you'll know the difference you know what i mean when you're like it's like when you run into an ex yeah and you're like oh i feel nothing yeah isn't that great it is great it's almost more difficult to do with friends it is almost more difficult because it's like yeah it's like ah uh well i never have to see your dick again like you know what i mean yeah versus like oh we were so close you yeah. know that's it cuts so deeper it's it a different does. level of intimacy it really is and it's difficult to it's difficult to overcome it is difficult to overcome for sure but i think it's totally doable it's super doable yeah it's not like i'm not friends with them i just i feel like i i feel like i wish i had the space to have a more honest conversation with them about it because i feel like a lot of our conversations all like came from defensiveness and then we were all just like okay we're cool we are now cool i love you i love you too i'm not mad at you i'm not mad at you we're cool and i just don't feel like that's authentic everything is fine i don't i just don't i never feel like that's authentic it's like i would rather like me and my friend jen we had like a we had our first fight this year and it was really awful and we were mad at each other for like a day and then we were like i'm sorry and then she was like i'm sorry and then we were fine that's great like that was like and that and i sometimes go oh i feel bad about being an asshole but it's like it hasn't affected our friendship at all no but i feel like it's just 
it just hurts when it's like, oh, this this thing is gonna blow this apart. It sucks. Yeah, yeah. but it's if it's not gonna blow it apart. If it's yeah. meant to, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. I well, guess. Or it's if, even, if you work on yeah. it, it's meant. Even yeah. even in uh, in if one you of put in the work, Melody Beattie's books in Codependent No More, she outlines the difference between an open system relationship and a closed system relationship. In a closed system relationship, you can't allow for changes or disagreement. And so if there's no room for change or disagreement, that relationship is closed. addictive and closed and, you know, ultimately a ground, you know, it's a, it's a hotbed for codependency. And so you gotta, yeah. you gotta make some choices mm-hmm. yeah. around who you're going to be and what you're going to do. Yeah. So it's, it's, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty clear to me that like, if you're not, if there's no room for evolution, then there's no, it's the same thing with the internet. If there's yeah, if, no room if, for evolution, if there's no room for evolution and no room for like acknowledgement of like, you know, yeah. change, yeah. then, you know, i personally have to step away. Mm-hmm. Whatever you find in your situation is up to you. Yeah, that's very true. It's a very like frustrating thing about the internet for sure. But also just like with people, with people. Yeah. Like when people tell me, this is where I started to get this. People would be like, why are you being weird? And I'd what? be like, huh? Like, what do you mean? because if I was like acknowledging something that didn't work in a friendship or whatever, well, why are you being weird? Well, then they put it back on you. Yeah. Because if you assert your boundaries, some people uh-huh. with uh, with bad boundaries get uncomfortable. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's so the same thing. It is so. the same thing. Yeah. It's like, or if you change in some way, some people are like, it's like that middle school thing is like, you were hanging out with us and now you're hanging out with them. It's like, well, I started volleyball. So like, these are also my friends <laughs> or right. whatever. Right. I don't know. Not that comedy is like middle school at all. It's exactly like middle school. It's 100%. I was like, literally. It doesn't have to be. It's also like a profession. And there's like beautiful, wonderful, mature people there too. And then there's some people where you're like, what dream is this? Your parents are still paying your rent. Who hurt you? Who hurt you? And why won't you talk about it? Um, Yeah, I feel like it's. Oh man, I had an example of something, but I don't remember what it was. Oh no, it wasn't you. It probably didn't matter. Uh, yeah, it's like, uh, friendship is weird. <laughs> What's friend. the weirdest apology you've ever had to make? What's the weirdest apology I've ever had to make? Ooh, well. <laughs> uh, I had done some stuff when I was manic and I had to apologize for it and I don't remember all of it. <laughs> I don't even remember to whom I made apologies. Maybe you want... So you were still manic when you were making the apology? Probably. Amazing. Uh, probably. Like, I can't remember. I truly can't remember a lot of things from being manic. And sometimes I will be like, oh, well, like, uh, with my friend, I was like, hey, um, you were telling me this joke was about me. Remember that when we went to High Plains? And she was like, no, that joke was not about you. It was about this guy. And I was like, like, I would, would just, like, make a, I made up facts. Like just different. Fa- I was also having like yeah. a psychotic. It, yeah, like they sometimes go together on a different plane. Yeah, and yeah. so like I feel like I I was being a lot. I hurt people. I had to make apologies. I don't even know if they were sufficient, but those are like the weirdest ones. Like because I had to like yeah make an apology to my friend Ty, who is an angel, and uh, I think she forgave me which was awesome but um again can't remember i feel like my memory is impacted because of it actually (laughs) um especially around that time and i don't know if it's repression or truly just psychosis ruins your brain um yeah so i I think i don't think it ruins your brain but i think i think like you're not going to remember everything because it's a weird state 
yeah so I feel like I had to like apologize for a lot of stuff for like when people will say like oh you did this when you were like my friend Jen was like oh hey you did this when you were manic and I was like oh I thought I was being super normal and then she was like no and then that guy he thought that you burned something down and I had to tell him that you didn't and I was like I definitely didn't burn anything down she's like I know I was like, like somebody thought that I like burned down like one of those um, news uh, boxes for like the weekly like yeah. biweekly uh, alt papers. Somebody just like thought I burned one down, but I didn't okay. just because I was being weird. Yeah. So I just had to like apologize to her because I, I I indirectly did something shitty to her and then yeah yeah. So those are my apologies. I love to apologize. Like my mom would always be like, "Stop saying you're sorry," and I like I like started doing it when I was like three. I just like compulsively sorry yeah yeah mm-hmm. it's so unhealthy yeah that's, now i'm like i'll say i'm sorry and then i'm like i'm not sorry <laughs> like, I'll be like yeah, no i'm not <laughs> the pendulum swinging back is always yeah so yeah. weird yeah it's like very self um protective too yeah and there like, is that midwestern thing too when yeah i was in but you're you're not a midwestern no but person, i experienced but it it can yeah when it i was in st louis seep, people seep would it. like literally just apologize for everything ab- i asked for hot sauce and a man apologized and said what, what for how did you know i wanted hot sauce it's not That's like insane. you ignored me no <laughs> you did nothing wrong you did nothing wrong how do you know i need to yeah. eat hot sauce on everything the Very way strange. y'all need to eat cheese on everything i just need <laughs> need hot sauce I need baby hot sauce so. Yeah, it's it's weird. I also find the Midwest incredibly passive aggressive. Whereas like I feel like Albuquerque is just aggressive aggressive. <laughs> so maybe I don't have good boundaries. I don't know. I don't know. It's a process. The fact that you look at it at all makes it <laughs> I guess so. It's no, it's true. Most people like again, there are plenty of people that are like, I could look at this, but I'm gonna but choose. Why would to. I why I, would I? I've had friends that are just like, nah, I don't know. And then they just keep it pushing. And I'm like, wow, this is a pattern that's repeat. Okay. Okay. Cool. Hmm. Do you, buddy? That's frustrating for us all. Yeah. <laughs> Except for you. You seem happy. But that's the thing is it doesn't matter. It doesn't I'm not matter right. I, no. It doesn't matter. But aren't you kind of right? Like, right. Mm-hmm. But, it just, but it doesn't matter because you, be, you can't be happy about it. Cook the soup in whatever you want. Cook the soup and whatever. <laughs> now I'm mad about it. I don't know why. <laughs> Any chance I get, I'll be mad about something. <laughs> what is like your self care? What's my self care? Yeah, day, your day to day. Like, how do you oh, how man. do you maintain your balance day to day? Especially mm. you just moved. So that's oh like yeah, okay. that's hard. I like definitely. I've been trying to drink a lot of water, which is hard when I have iced tea in the house because I love iced tea. Um, you guys like iced tea people? Uh, I'm an iced tea person. I love Tyler's that. a monster energy drink person, but only one a day. So that's hopefully his heart doesn't explode. I'm very worried about it. Um, you don't have to worry. I about know. It. It's, uh, nice decision. it's just like a take a, it's just like a take my meds, sleep it at night, make sure that I'm productive during the day. Um, what has been really hard is like figuring out when I can take walks and, and stuff like that, just because yeah. I walked so much in Chicago. Now you're going to have uh, to actively exercise. I've gotten, I've gotten really, I get real stir crazy, especially cause like him and Kristen both, they both work from home. And then I'm like, can I just, I gotta go. I gotta go away from here. Not because they're doing anything wrong. Just cause I'm like, I get stir crazy and I'm like, I gotta be alone or I gotta go yeah. somewhere. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, exercise, water, eating, sleeping. Those are like, anytime I'm like, am I doing something weird? Okay. Did I sleep? Am I eating? 
da, da, da. like I have a checklist in my brain. Oh, right. oh, I didn't. Oh, okay. I, I didn't eat. Cool. Hamburger. What time of the month is it? Oh, I could be getting my period. All right. Yeah. Like, but I don't do that as constantly as I used to do it. Used, yeah. used to do it like every day. Now I only do it when it's like, if I have Dire. like, have had a couple of days where I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to do when you move too. And when I moved in here, I was just like hell bent on like moving it, just like oh, like I was like a machine, and then I yeah. didn't. I really let my self care get wackadoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For so. like a day or two, I was like really stressed out about just like we gotta get the room set up. It's like hang on. I'm the same way though. I'm like we need to we need to fucking get it. Up. Yeah, and he has like more stuff than I do. I was like, where do I put my stuff? <laughs> but it worked out. It's fine. <laughs> I'm the same. One. I did. we literally had that. I was yeah. like. Okay, here's what I need you to know. I pay half of this space's rent, yeah. and I expect half of this space. Yeah. So do what you got to do. <laughs> that That's was, amazing. Because I was just like, I need to make this very clear. Yeah. I have budgeted for exactly half of this space. Yeah. So pony figure, up. Figure it out. Idiot. Yeah. <laughs> No, he's no. He's I know. I'm sure, but just guys are idiots. They don't think he has so many board games. So many board games. I noticed he had a lot of stuff. He, I, he got stuff. all that stuff in, a in his Honda car. Fit, in a Honda. Fit. In his fucking Honda. Fit. The great car, huge car. Used to have one. Yeah, it's, it's like a good it's car. secretly, it's like Hermione's purse. Seriously, it's like it's you can get everything in it. And he got and got all of my stuff in it, and then he got like a couple more bins of games from his old house <laughs> in it. <laughs> board games you guys oh boy. have the best board game night yeah we're gonna do some board game nights for Ooh. sure if you want to come if you and boo boo want to come boo boo want to yeah. come yeah for sure cool. you can see how competitive he is at board games great it's i either get funny. competitive or i i'm usually fun or i get really cranky and competitive yeah i'm me too i'm just like whatever if I'm i if about I, the snacks and the cats i'm about the snacks and the cigarettes and the cats there you go Love you did cigarettes. It. good you for you i used to but oh know. well fair enough yeah. Would will kill you first. First. Exactly. Like, you got down to cigarettes and you were like, no, no. And then I started doing comedy. I started vaping for a while. Everybody made mm. fun of me. All the smokers made fun of me. And then I stopped Stop. vaping. And now well, they when are you going to quit so take comedy? Because that's going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> no. Have, have gotta... people said that to you? Oh, no. I have the evidence of it. Oh. I yeah. have the evidence of it like i got so sick i really ignored my body really ignored it so this last year has been about developing that balance again that's great and and proving to myself that i can develop balance and still have a career i'm still going out and doing stuff and doing everything else but um you know just occasionally i throw up after a show uh sometimes you have a panic attack after singing the national anthem (laughs) thank you you're welcome i blame america for colonizing <laughs> and genocide of the Native Americans. Have you seen uh, John Leguizamo's uh, Latin history? For no, Dummies? I haven't. Is it good? Really good. Is it fun? It's <laughs> got some dad jokes for sure. Love it. Because he's doing stuff about being a dad. Aww. So there's dad humor for sure. And okay. that's how I'm going to say it. But it's definitely John Leguizamo doing his like one man show stuff. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Which I, and it's, uh, the information is very good. Cool. Yeah. The information is good. I would have liked, I could have done an hour more with like. Less dad jokes. W- no, with 
the last like 80 to 100 years really detailed as opposed to like a bunch of things happened and we're here. So he focuses mostly on colonization. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's right. And talks more about the like, because sometimes you have to remind Latinos like, yo, we're we're a combination of like Spanish heritage and indigenous population. We're not separate from that population. Mm -hmm. I had to remind some of my own family members about that. Wild. Yeah. And so does he go into like boarding schools and shit? Not seriously, but like, yeah, that's like a whole other shit with the boarding schools and the separation of families. And now they're taking one of those old laws in um, Texas. No. Yeah. It went to the Supreme court. Yeah, you know, you know, NPR just bringing just really all, the, killing it. all the hot riffs, <laughs> all the hot riffs. But uh, we're get. I, I just I have to believe that we can evolve as a people. I have to believe it. it what What are you gonna do? Like, what are you gonna do if you don't? You know what I mean? I I, I feel like everything's bad, but I I'm a dumb little optimist at the end. Of the Yay! Day. Some people aren't. People truly sometimes aren't. Yeah, I think it's sometimes I get in the weeds with it, but it's like, it's got to be okay somehow. Yeah, totes. It's amazing. There are good people who exist. And it's true. And with that in mind, what is your relationship with a higher power? I got nothing. Okay, that's fine. Well, wait. You don't have to have one. (sighs) Sometimes my horoscope is right. And also, uh, like, when I was like a teenager, I was like, reincarnation sounds dope. So that would be cool. But I don't have like a practice or I don't have like a a true like a true belief. I, I, I'm kind of um, I'm not an atheist. I'm a agnostic. I was like, if, if there's something, sure. there's something. Yeah. Yeah. I think most people are. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to be certain about it. I'm not. There's no way you can be certain about mm-hmm. it. But I feel like if there I think if there's any higher power, it's just the fact that like, oh, there are other people besides yourself. So maybe be go hang out with hang out with them (laughs) go talk to them be nice (laughs) be kind don't be a fucking dick at mcdonald's man you really don't need to send that sandwich back it was four dollars there's a mcdonald's by the house yeah that's the mcdonald's i was talking about that mcdonald's is crazy that mcdonald's is wild why is it so busy all the time because it's the only one for a long time and it's a gas station everything's everyone's a everything's a combination there so it's like it's like it's a chevron slash mcdonald's it's a target slash what's that starbucks and which which and which 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 i've never had a which which it's fine uh (laughs) there's that sushi and thai place too i like the thai place sushi and thai yeah they got a like a nine dollar lunch special oh been eating a lot of that very good orange chicken I've never, I never had the balls to even try it. There's, if you go down Victory, uh, just past Lancashire, there is the best goddamn taco stand what? in the valley. Mom. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that oh, sounds awesome. It's amazing. The best goddamn taco stand in the valley. It's, you'll see, you're like, wow, what? those people lined up around generators and a table. And then oh, like, Tyler was talking about this. He was like, I don't know what it is. You got to okay, get cool. down, cool. get down. They're like $1, $2 tacos. And they're real good. Real fucking good. What kind of taco should I get? Uh, is it carne asada? Is it pastor? Is it? I always go pastor, pastor. because I LA pastor. does pastor really, really well. But I would try, I mean, really like a lingua. Everything is good there. I don't like a lingua. I'm too scared because it looks like tongue. I don't like that. 
Well, they cut it up so it just looks like shreds. Oh, in Chicago, they don't. Well, Ew. at this one place, they didn't. And I was if like, I, I can't ordered, eat this. If I ordered a taco and there was a complete tongue inside, I'd be like, oh. It was like, it was like a quarter <laughs> of a tongue. Boo. Boo. <laughs> I'm excited to eat L.A. Pastor. It's uh, Tacos El Vernado. Tacos El Vernado. Yeah. Okay. It's really good. Um, do you have... Is that 12 questions? We got, we're at the last one. You ready? Yeah. What's one thing you want to tell somebody just like you out in the world? Uh, (laughs) Let's see. Just like me. Oh, no. Um, Because I've related to a lot of things. I feel like. I think a lot of people can. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm bad at advice. Let's see. Um, In my brain, I, the first thing that uh, came up was cut it out. (laughs) That's cut it out it's gonna be okay like just <laughs> cut, it out. Cut, it cut it out guys i have a character <laughs> whose favorite law is hey cut it out guys oh that's so funny <laughs> just cut it out hey th- cut it out the thing you're doing stop it Knock put it that off. cigarette down put that cigarette down and that bottle of booze just cut it out that's cut it out so unless funny. but take your meds unless they're not working for you that's yes. the only that's like the only like unless like you're drinking water right now like keep drinking water like thing, don't be insane yeah, okay don't be dumb to be a dumb dumb there's uh <laughs> i've shared in meetings before i'm like there's because there's some old school people that'll be like you're not entirely if you're on medication it's like nope what? that's what kills that's people the dumbest fucking literally shit I've ever the heard. dumbest thing like those, is it methadone and medication a lot of those guys are old and dying now that's like well, honestly that generation it's like yeah. past but on the rare occasion it comes up my my response is like sir are you a doctor and they're like, nope. And I'm like, well, then well, you shut the fuck shut up. Shut up. <laughs> uh, shut the fuck up. Are you on medication? Is that like a thing that's no. like triggering for you? No, okay. I I feel like I have been in the past. I just, and I, I feel like because not I'm one of those people where my mental health will get a little off the rails mm-hmm. and then it'll come back online. So I'm oh, okay. one of those people I can I can correct the chemistry. Tight. Um but the some people are like that that's awesome yeah i'm I'm grateful i'm grateful because it's like getting back to like i felt more energetic this week that's great oh i haven't felt energetic in a minute like whoa that's nice like it's you know whatever anyway it just really bothers me i've seen i've seen too many people kill themselves over not taking care of their mental health and it it really bothers me it's like yeah that's not cool your fucking business no no if it helps somebody get better it helps them get better and also like i can't really get addicted to my lithium so <laughs> like i'm not gonna just be like oh i need my fix like you know you know i maybe yeah. i'm characterizing addiction in like a simplistic or like whatever way sorry uh but yeah it's just like not some, some, it's just like some of it's not addictive so it's like it's not i don't know i don't understand what that dichotomy really means yeah like I think for a lot of people there's a lot of ideas and a lot of different seeking yeah that's all it is that's probably all it is sorry if i was offensive just then why would you be offensive? i don't know, I don't know. i'm sorry if i've been offensive you've never been offensive way too much about myself but i want to hear about you I haven't seen you in a while buddy <laughs> i know hi you, Let's, you would sleep on the couch and i would just be like hi and then run out to yeah. one of the eight million activities I hey i got an idea let's I, go to brunch let's do it do you want to cry over salsa you're gonna come yeah. over <laughs> uh, yeah. did we cry over salsa i did because that salsa was so fucking good and then jackie cation got me another one. Oh yeah remember and then i was like eating it in the airport and like 
That was so good. It was such good salsa. You like turned to me and you're like, right. And I was like, yeah, it's yeah. Amazing. It's so much different in the Southwest. Mexican food is just so much different. It's really different. It's delicious. It's, it's so amazing. much better. Unfor- I, unfortunately, it's so much better. When I'm traveling for comedy and I'm somewhere where I just don't see a lot of Latinos around and they're like, hey, we got this hot Mexican restaurant. You can get a discount for it. I'm always like, is it a Chili's? Yeah, where are your smoked meats? That's what yeah. I'm here for. No. It's your smoked meats me and your cheese surprises. Sauces. Exactly. Give me your barbecue sauces. Carolina, line it up. Come on. I will. I'll do I a line. will forever regret not getting beer cheese soup in St. Louis. What's wrong? wrong with you i did put it in the frying pan baby <laughs> <laughs> heat it up oh uh, the riffs on this one where can people find you uh i'm making men mad on the internet at sarah mowry on twitter and instagram and on facebook if you want to follow me on facebook yeah reach out to her if you're especially if you're in the la area book this lady she's funny yeah. she's 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 new in town baby's new in town oh hey ready to mingle uh, i forgot it was not a visual art i licked my chops you really did it while you were committed i guys. was looking at your eyes okay yeah uh <clears throat> you can find me at anna b is fun on twitter and instagram you can also find me at annabalenzuela.com for show dates and bookings uh you can also find me at uh the brouhaha podcast brute jaja podcast <laughs> on um uh the unpops network and sarah if nobody's told you this today i love you oh, i love you too and if you're listening to this and nobody told you this today we love you love you so much okay bye